Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. 7 p.m. on Wednesday night. That must mean it's time for our show. We being myself, Jack Mancini, and my co-host, the esteemed Adam J. Sunhalter. We're here, as I say, every Wednesday to talk about small business stuff. We're coaches. We're business coaches, Adam and I. We've been together doing business coaching for over 15 years. And we deal with small companies, and we define that as between 1 and 25 employees. Startups to established companies. We prefer established companies because it's much easier, but we do startups as well. We'll coach people on startups. And we have a great time doing it. We have a great success track record with doing it. So we're here tonight, and we're going to talk about leadership. Leadership's a pretty interesting subject, and it covers all bases. It goes deep and wide. There's no question about it. But what we want to do is just focus on one segment of leadership, and that's situations that are in crisis. And I'm going to turn this over to Adam, and he's going to start to crank it up here a little bit after he tells you how to get hold of us, and if you want to be part of the show. Mr. Adam Sunholt. I'm, I'm over here steaming my... Wait. You say I was steamed? Ste- like a clam? E-steamed. Oh, uh, esteemed. Wait, is it esteemed? Esteemed or e-steamed? E-steamed, I believe. <laughs> I like steamed clams, though, Jack. We aren't, we aren't in clam bake weather yet. Clam bakes happen when the months end in R, so we aren't quite there yet. You uh, can take a risk right. and, you're and absolutely clam bakes, right. but doesn't mean you don't try it. But anyway, yes, we're here again. Uh, welcome to the show. Glad to be that you're part of it with us. Um, we always welcome our, our audience, whether you're new to the show or you're a loyal listener. Uh, welcome here. This becomes the fastest hour in radio. We have a ton of fun doing this. And we're here to talk about a lot of good stuff. Uh, before I get to that, as Jack said, I want to let you know how you get a hold of us. You're always welcome to be part of the show. We've got Sean sitting by here in the in the uh, command post, and he's going to be waiting for your calls. You can get us here at 440-946-9468. That's an easy number to remember, Jack. 440-946-9468. So it um, just kind of rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, you can do it that way. You can tweet at us. Uh, for the company one, it's at Maximum VP. For Jack Mancini, it's at Jack MMVP. And for me, it's at Adam Sonhalter. And you can also email us at radio at MaximumVP.com. So we always welcome you to be part of the show, whether you uh, want to respond to what we're talking about tonight, something we've talked about in the past, or if you've got your own questions. Uh, as Jack said, we like to, to usually focus on one topic, and it's around our how questions, which we, we deal with our clients on a daily basis on. And um, this one tonight is, how do I lead in a time of crisis, really came from a recent uh, situation that was very inspirational and fascinating for both of us. And that's the recent, if I say the term wild boars, I'm going to guess most of you know what I'm talking about. And wild boars, while they're nice animals, but they're also the name of a soccer team (coughs) in Thailand that was recently rescued. Um, And I, I know most of the world has been following this. And it's just it's absolutely just fascinating. Riveting. Absolutely. What a riveting story. I'm sure movie will follow. I'm going to see that movie, too. It's a, there's just so much uh, involved with that. Very, very, very interesting story. So as we were following the story, uh, the the thought, and I know we're kind of sick in the head a little bit. You know, Our wives are always talking to us about this, Jack. Where, and I, I know uh, many of our clients are the same, have the same issue with their spouses where they can't stop thinking about business or in our case, when we talk about business, that's talking about our, our three circles and our seven keys. And so whenever we see situations, we're well, often... Where do they see three circles and seven keys? That'd be on our website. 
MaximumVP.com. I'm sucking ice cubes. That's okay. <laughs> so go to maximum v, MaximumVP.com and go to the MVP playbook link on there. You'll see a, a spot there for the three circles and seven keys. And we like to use it as a frame, kind of what's going on. And, and when we make sense of the world around us within the, that framework, we can do it and apply it not only to a situation like this. We'll talk about this whole situation with, with the rescuing of, of the wild boars. And what does that mean for you as an owner of a company in terms of what you do? Because we can all certainly agree that that situation was a tremendous crisis. And whether you have children or not, the picture, you know, you know one of the, the, the 13 people who was trapped in that cave being one of your, one of your children, or we were obviously we're all children at one point, so picture ourselves being that being somebody trapped I have in there. I to wonder, but yeah, you're right. right. <laughs> you know, some of us are still children, even though we aren't <laughs> we aren't of that age. But uh, th- yeah, so th- it's one of those stories that I think we we can all relate to, and the fact that it, that it ended successfully, at least so far in terms of being able to get everybody out there, uh, except for one casualty as part of, part of the diving team. But it was a successful thing that came out of probably some of the longest odds. I mean, again, just to you know, and, and there are bits and pieces of the story. I remember hearing about it maybe a week or ten days ago. And my two wife, two weeks, two weeks, they were in there. Yeah, but, yeah, but you know, for me, you know, I first heard of it maybe, maybe a week or ten days ago, and my wife had told me that, that that they'd gotten the kids out, and in fact, that was just they had just found them at that point, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, a couple days later, or something else. I was like, wait a minute, they they aren't out yet. They they're, they're still there, but now they kind of found them. And so um, again, it almost seems like like you said, Jack, it's made for a movie. Or if if it was a movie first. People will say, "Oh, it's a little bit too, a little bit too far-fetched, right?" So there, there are a lot of lessons here, and and the primary one is is relates to to, to to leadership. And again, picture you and your company, and, and and while at times it might seem like things we're going through as a business owner can be feel like life and death. Fortunately, for most of us, even if something goes goes really wrong at work today. Well, chances are we're going to be able to go home. You know, it's not going to be a true life or death situation, much like uh, it was for these folks here for this rescue. But it can certainly feel that way, and certainly when 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 the crisis is real, it can certainly feel that way. Sure, absolutely. And so we're we're really interested and excited about tonight's show to kind of share some of the parallels of what we saw, and we'll share some stories of clients of ours that have been through situations, um, and how they handled things, and some that went pretty well, and some that didn't go so well, mm-hmm. but. Nobody died as part of the part of the part of the making of this show, or as part of the part of the stories we're going to share here in terms of that. Well, we when like to, to we like to share. That's the the heart and soul of our of our hour long broadcasts on Wednesday evenings, and that is to kind of take without mentioning names our client uh, coaching experiences and relate them to something going on currently. First of all, their situation currently related to some big event like like this uh, soccer team lost in a cave. But we like to talk about current events. We've been coaching, as I said, for 15 years. We've had great success. And we like to relate these stories because they're so appropriate and so applicable to the small business person. And I know you owners of small companies out there can relate to many of the stories. We've been doing this now for two and a quarter years. The show? Yeah, a little over two years, right. Yeah. yeah, so over well over 100 episodes talking about stuff that plagues every small business and what kind of framing of the, the, the problem and then what kind of solutions are usually provided. So as Adam said, we're making parallels to a, a real-world, very intriguing and exciting event that happened and turned out favorable. 
All right, so let me just paint the picture real quick in terms of some of the key players as it relates to this whole rescue, okay? So we had we had Coach Eck, is what the, is what the kids call him. That's the 25-year-old coach that took these kids on a uh, 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 an adventure into the caves after a uh, soccer match one morning. He had the 12 soccer players, and they range in age from 11 to 16. And then we had about 100 folks who were expert cave divers, okay? So as we talk through, I, I, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll come back to these folks. We kind of hit some of the points around leadership. But the first one I wanted to kind of talk about is when you're in a crisis situation, for you as a leader, it's key, as hard as it might be, it's key for you to stay calm. Stay calm. And as, as, I'm, as I'm saying that, Jack, you know, the, one of the, the, the visuals going through my mind, this is my first movie reference of the night, is Kevin Bacon's character in Animal House. Remember that scene when, 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 during the parade and all all hell's breaking loose, and he's standing there saying, "Be calm. There's nothing to see." Right? Mm -hmm. he's, he's yelling at me. Be calm. And they're while the meanwhile they're trampling over him, and then the, the next thing you see, all you see is like he's doing totally flat. He shouldn't have done. Yeah, he's totally flat, and all you can see is his face, right? Because he he was freaking out, yelling at people because he wasn't, you know, he wasn't staying calm. So as a leader, even if you're feeling totally freaked out, totally overwhelmed, not sure what to do. And, you know, you have to kind of put on that calm, calm facade, calm, because if again, the people who are looking at you, they're going to take their cues from you. And if you as a leader are calm, that will help to calm them down as well. Absolutely. If you're freaking out and panicking, <laughs> they're going to freak out and panic even more, right? And nothing usually happens when, when not only the leader, but the, whoever's following the leader is freaked out and panicky. It's the worst thing to do, absolutely. So it just so happens that, that Coach Eck, okay, Coach Eck happened to spend several years kind of studying what it was like to be a Buddhist monk, <laughs> right? So probably you probably couldn't have crafted a better person, Jack, to be stuck with a bunch of kids in a cave, right? With the lessons he's learned, yeah. that's right, I agree. So one of the things he taught them, he's teaching now, picture again, I, you know, I've got... Uh, a 15-year-old and a 12-year-old. You know, I've taught seventh graders PSR. I've coached basketball and, and, and track and volleyball and all kinds of different things, different ages. I'm, I know many of you have as well. So picture again, we've got a dozen kids age 11 to 16, right? And we all know what they usually look like. So picture, picture trying to stay calm and teach these young folks how to meditate. I mean, just... I, I, I'm trying to pause. I, I'm trying to visualize it. Well, Here we are in a dark cave. experience with that age group, too. I mean, I, I cannot imagine it. You know, all of a sudden, a crisis <laughs> situation in the middle of a cave. They apparently had a radio or some some type of, uh, of uh, you know, transmission in which they could get scores and stuff. They're interested in the world soccer play play going on right now. Upper so World Cup, right. They yeah. were somehow communicating to the outside world. But I, I think they knew where they were. They're young kids in a cave talking about death, talking about rescue, talking about, you know, world-class divers coming in. My God, what's going through their mind, you know? And then we're going to take you out. You'll be safe, blah, blah, blah. It, uh, what, what, I mean, just what a situation. Yeah, you picture the, you know, you, you picture the panic, you know? And so the, it was, but the idea to be able to just to, to, to stay calm, to recognize how important that was, and to be able to, 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 to teach that. So, again, picture if, if Coach Eck had been losing his mind. And you know, those kids would have fed off of that, and things most likely would not have gone 
at least had the, you know, it would not have gone as well as they did. And they wouldn't, they, they probably never even gotten a chance to even have a chance at survival like this because, again, taking the cues from him. So staying calm, you know, whether you've studied as a Buddhist monk or anything else, or if you know how to meditate, but whatever it takes for you to, to, to kind of find the calm. And so some folks are naturally calm. You know, one of the things we talk about when it comes to leadership, Jack, you know, leadership is our, is our fifth key on those seven keys. One of the things we discuss a lot, and we've discussed a lot on this show, is, is the behavioral assessment of DISC, D-I-S-C. So S's and C styles in DISC parlance are usually naturally a little bit more calm than D's and I's. And part of that is S's and C's are more reserved, so they're harder to read. So they might be freaking out, but you may not be able to tell. Whereas with D's and I's, they're usually a little easier to read and a little more verbal and expressive, so you can usually tell how they're feeling about stuff. So depending on what your style is, it might be a little more natural, easier for you to appear calm, or it might take a lot more energy for you to be, you know, to give that appearance off. Whatever it might be, you've got to be very conscious of that as the one leading the organization that, hey, if you're in a time of crisis, stay calm. Got to stay calm. Those, those wheels should click in and you should be fully aware that you're calm. And, and, and uh, unlike, you know, it just automatically clicks in. If you're a good leader, that'll be your response just innately. It's built into you. All right, so i got a story about a client of ours who stayed calm during a crisis, and we'll get to that when we get back here from the break. So stay tuned. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we're business coaches with a company called Maximum Value Partners. Uh, we'd love to have you. All right, stay tuned. you got more Dirty Secrets of Small Business coming your way here on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, com. Back at it here. Welcome back to uh, Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And we are, as I said, going out of the break, coming back in the break. We're business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. Remember that name. All okay, right. Adam. I went to break. I talked about leaders, our, leadership. Well, yeah, our theme for tonight is how do I lead during a time of crisis? And we're talking about this whole situation over in Thailand with the, the wild boars and the fantastic rescue that's just happened here in the last few days that's really taken taken the attention of the world of folks kind of focusing on it and some of the leadership lessons we can learn about that as it relates to what we saw there and now trying to relate to business and so the first lesson we shared in, in, in the first segment was the idea of staying calm as a leader and as we're going to break jack i was teasing out about a client of ours a recent situation where the leader did a really good job of staying calm and how that was very helpful getting through a situation so this is a client where they had a couple, couple facilities, and the facilities do different things, and they have, they have different customers. And the one facility had three-quarters of their business was with one customer. And they got a 30-day notice from that customer that they were... Gulp, that's they were, right. They were taken off, right? And had plans laid out for the year. Things were you know finally hitting their stride coming in this year. Things were looking really good. And all of a sudden... The rug gets pulled out from under you. Now, think of that, you business owners. Here, 65% of your business. 75, 65, whatever, a big gonna chunk, take majority. A walk. It's going to take a walk, and they give you a month's notice. So how do you go home and sleep that night? Like a baby, or do you even <laughs> go home and sleep that well, night? Well, wait a minute. Babies usually curl up and start sucking their thumb. That's probably, <laughs> that's, that's probably a good probably visual, Probably what Jack. they did. That's, that's right. right. With the blankie. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my mother? That's right. i, I got to right. go back you to <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I want my mama. 
That's a that, now that's a tough. That was a tough situation. So what do you do? Do you spoo- well go on? What do you what do you do, Adam? What did he well, do? So here so he, here's part of what, what we do. And, you know, when I say stay calm, um, you got to be calm for your troops. So part of what Jack and I do when, when we sit down with the owners of companies, <laughs> we often get the uh, the times where the owners are going to go off and complain about stuff, or if they if they're freaking out, they bring those to our discussions. Okay, that's a that's a very good place to bring it to kind of talk through some stuff, you know. And so, you know, we're at the point w- 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 with this client where, okay, with this, as you might imagine, with, w- with such a big chunk of the business leaving, the, the uh, plant was going to go from being profitable to losing money. Now, they had some other things in the works, or, you know, as they were starting to build momentum, but it was going to take a little bit of time. And so, as you can imagine, you know, one of the, 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 the biggest expenses was people, okay? And so... Uh, especially where the, the, the economy is today, where the where the unemployment rate is today, it's a big risk that if you feel pretty good that you have more business coming in here in the next couple of months, well, if I let you go, Jack, well, uh, there's no guarantee I can get you back in a couple of months if we start doing stuff. That's because right. You're you going to be looking. You know, yeah. Especially especially for your best people, right? The, the, the best people can always find a home somewhere else because they're usually in demand because they're good people and there are always jobs that are that are available when they have... Low unemployment. There's a lot, and we know this from our from our clients, Jack. Where there are a lot of folks looking to hire people, and there's some growth going on. And so, you know, you got to make the choice: do I keep paying these people to do less work while we're trying to get more work in here, or if I let them go, how do we get them back and get, get you know bring things in here? And you know, in, in the case here, all of a sudden, you know, they ha- had some debt on the company too. So you have okay, you got outside forces that are there. I keep making profits to pay my debt, and you know if I have a big payroll and nobody is really working in the sense of uh, uh, billable work, then money isn't going to keep coming in. So that's one of the hardest problems that a lot of companies face. But you know you make a decision if you have good practices in place. You can make that decision much easier than if you don't. But go on, Adam. So part of staying calm was he was able to kind of come in and talk to his team, had his key management team together talking about this. They were all aware of it. And while they all might have been freaking out a little bit too or, or worried about it, the idea is, hey, let's kind of stay calm. Let's work through, you know, what are the options going to be? You know, we aren't, we aren't shutting the doors tomorrow. You know, we aren't sending everybody along the way. Here, let's go through what our options are going to be, okay, and, and trying to get those, things, get those things figured out and laid out in, in a relatively calm manner to see, you know, what can we do? And what can we do, and and you know, and and what do things look like? So, you know, it's not. You know, maybe if you are like Coach Eck, you come in and you you can teach people how to meditate a bit, or maybe you you get it from that. And our our client is very big <laughs> oh, into. Wait a minute! Oh, wait, wait! I don't know if they go that far. No, no, I, I, yeah, but teach you know, them how to meditate. Our our client is very big into martial arts, mm-hmm. and, and and he has ways to kind of release tension or you know, to help him be calm. Because his style, come back to to our to our, our last segment, Jack. His style isn't that reserved S or C. He's more of a pretty strong outgoing D, mm-hmm. and so you know it's pretty easy to read. So he's got to find ways to get himself calmed down and, and be aware of himself. So that was a big part of helping get the recovery start to happen, where they were able to get additional work in there and have things righted and going the right way. And it's a tough five to six month window that, 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 that they went through, but the, the, the light is coming at the end of that tunnel for these folks. And a big part was his leadership ability to stay calm during this kind of a crisis. That's right. If ever it's important, it's during the crisis. You know, you, you just don't go charging the hill. You can't wave a wand. You can't be yelling at people. You can't be 
be uh, negative and show all that negative energy. You have to be calm. Hey, group, we'll get through this one way or another. We aren't all going to live under a bridge in cardboard boxes. Uh, we have options. We're going to develop those options, and we're going to have to do some things maybe that we didn't want to do three months ago uh, because we have to respond, and we have to respond pretty quickly. But we can do that in a very constructive, orderly manner. So here's what we're going to do. And you develop, as the owner, you develop a plan. All right, and that's, let me jump to that one. That's one of our other lessons, okay? I mean, in terms of leadership lessons, is having a plan, okay? And that's the four-letter word that we try to stay away from early on in our coaching careers because we weren't sure the, the, the mental image that, that would have for owners. Usually it wasn't a positive thing. But the idea of having a plan in place is is very important. So, and if I come back to come back to the wild boars here, Jack, for a minute, let me talk about some of the plans that were there. So, Coach K knew he was going to take the kids on an adventure, and so the night before he sent out a message to the team that hey, make sure you bring some snacks and some water and a flashlight because he knew they were going to take him into a cave, right? So he had a plan to kind of say, hey, make sure we have some things in place versus just kind of coming off the practice you know, field and, and, and walking into a cave. It's like, you want to make sure that, that, that they're prepared for a little bit. And once they got found, this team had six days, six days to go through some options to figure out a plan to go rescue these folks, right? And so if you read anything about it, you saw that the, the, the couple of things that, that they considered. One was trying to drill some holes in the rocks. From the top down. From right. the top down, right? Mm -hmm. And they, they talked about how they try to find it. Uh, Jack, I read somewhere that they, they, they drilled some like, like 100 holes. Really? Trying, to, trying to find. I didn't hear that. Trying I, to find I was staying close to that too. I didn't hear that. Well, they're I trying to find the spot. Yeah, you know? no, and, 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 they, and they 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 couldn't. I mean, if they, the hundred times they're trying to just get, get in, whatever the feeler holes they put in, whatever it might be, to try to hey, is this the right one? They couldn't find it. They said, okay, well that's not that's not working. And they even had some some rock climbers who kind of went down into different crevices to try to you know try to try to picture this. You know what people what people boy, are trying to do, oh boy, right? Yeah, all so, the resources and expertise. So the idea of kind of trying to drill and kind of you know knock the rocks out of the way and kind of hoist them up out of there, that, you know, that wasn't going to work. Um, they talked about, and, and, and you, you mentioned, Jack, to, to, to me when we were getting ready for this, that they actually brought it in about three months of food and medical supplies. And what they discovered, though, was that part of the issue with that was, because the idea was, hey, the, the rains are coming. Maybe we, we kind of fortify them with enough stuff that, that they can last for the rainy season here and kind of last for a couple months back there. But part of the challenge with that was in terms of just the overall air quality that was going to be in there. Right, the air quality and plus the... the the uh, flooding of the caves, you know, they, they have variable variable amounts of water coming in and all of a sudden here you're standing on in a cave on some rocks and all of a sudden the water rush comes in where the whole entire cave is flooded up to the ceiling. So they, they couldn't predict that. The biggest rains were yet to come. Right. This is a big rainy season starts in June, I think they said, June to, to November. So they're, they're just getting started, to your point, Jack. Right. And so you a little early on them and, and nailed them. They didn't time. know. Right. So they tried the, the, the drill in the rocks. They're looking at, hey, let's, can they can I camp in there and kind of make that happen? The, the, those two aren't going to work. And meanwhile, they're also looking at this whole idea of kind of sending some divers in there, right? And every diver you talk to talks about, hey, you know, cave diving isn't like, you know, I, 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 you know I'm picturing like, like uh, you know, James Bond 007 stuff, right? Here we are in the Caribbean and got some beautiful crystal, crystal blue waters and, you know, a nice beautiful woman with you kind of going through some, you know, cave diving and stuff, right? You know, nice warm waters, right? That's that. That's what you're saying. They weren't at sandals. Right? No, that's no. that's right. So it's not that kind of a place. We're talking dark, murky, <laughs> cold, right? The point where you, you know, when, when you get in the water, you can see inches or feet in front of you, kind of stuff. Tight, you know, tight places. 
and you're never quite sure what you're, you're going to get into. Um, unlike being out at sea, where if something goes wrong, you can just head to the surface. When you're in a cave, you, you mentioned before, Jack, the, the water levels go up and down, right? And so well, I may think we've got surface here. Also, I go up and go, oh, there's a, there's a ceiling here. There, there, there's, no, <laughs> there's no place to go up to, right? That's right. What do you do at that point? And so you try to picture, because, again, this is, all, this is all new to me. I, 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 I'm not a diver. But listening to, to, to the folks who are, again, these are some of the, the best and, uh, and, and most expert cave divers in the world talking about this, right? Amazing. I, how, you know, what, a, what, a, what a story. I, uh, it's just a tremendous so, story. So, you know, if they had come and said, here, and told any one of these folks, that here, you have six days to get a plan figured out to go several miles into the cave and to figure out that route and how to get people in and out. It's just absolutely amazing. So... We've got some stories in terms of plans. Do you want to finish up the, the, what they did? We're up against our break here. But when we come back, we'll finish up the story here about the planning, how that worked for this, but also how planning can work to help you when you're in a crisis. So stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. We're business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. And tonight we're diving. Yes, we are. we got more dirty secrets of small business coming your way. So stay tuned here on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM and online. WINTRadio.com. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. We're here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We're already halfway through the show. I'm your co host, Adam Sullivan. Enjoying so Kenny singing. Loggins. That's me singing, Adam. <laughs> He was lip syncing. That's good. If you I'm, watch, you watch on the, on the stream, but you can see Jack lip syncing that guy. I'm Jack Mancini. That was me singing. If in case you wonder. <laughs> All right. What are we talking? We're talking about tonight. How do you lead in crisis, right? And we're using the recent story of the fantastic rescue in Thailand of the wild boar soccer team and what was going on there. We talked about staying calm and having a plan. Twelve right? young kids and a 25-year-old coach. Correct. All rescued. So we're talking about the plan of this, and, and you know, when you're in a crisis, having a plan is important versus just jumping into something. And so we talked through kind of what, how they narrowed it down to where they were going to have to go into these caves and have these expert divers. And there were about 100 divers, 100 divers from around the world. You know, you had some Navy SEALs from Thailand. You had some folks from the United Kingdom. You had folks from Australia, from the, from the United States. So, again, this is a very specialized area, cave diving, in terms of how, it's, how it goes. And it's very, very... Um, scary and very dangerous kind of stuff and so their mission was to figure out a plan to go get these 13 young people out of harm's way and bring them back and so they had six days to do this and as part of the planning was as they were describing this jack was for the miles long that they had to go into it was up and down there's there's currents coming and going that you're, you're going against it's, it's pitch black so they're, they're wearing those headlamps that, they, 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 that you wear as part of the process that they're, they're putting putting a line through, you know, a rope that, that, that would kind of lead them through in terms of how to kind of guide stuff. There's very tight, narrow passageways to go through. There's also some climbing of rocks because, you know, you mentioned before, Jack, there's water levels going up and down. So you're underwater sometimes. Sometimes you're, you, you can get out of the water and walk and you're climbing with, I don't know what scuba gear weighs, but I'm guessing it's not too too light. And, out, of, and out of water, yeah. Yeah, you know, and you're, you're probably wearing those big fins, right? So you got to take those off and climb and yeah, just so one of the biggest the biggest concerns was, you know, the oxygen tube being knocked out of uh, the kid's mouth or, or or some gear. You know, maybe he slips or she slips, and it, it the kid goes into a panic and a spook and starts flailing and grabbing stuff, and 
That was the biggest fear, to keep calm, keep calm. Now, if a leader isn't keeping calm himself or herself, uh, how in the world could you expect a kid to do that? So those divers will probably all be commended as, as being, I'll be very surprised if a negative story comes out against any of those guys. No, and yeah, just the, the amazing thing that to, that to your point was they're going along. Part of what they were doing is they were, they were putting and placing um, air containers, you know, for for additional oxygen to be able to kind of be placed along the way. And the way I understand it was how they came out. They'd have two divers for each for each kid. Right. So one would be in front, and one would be behind, and kind of guiding them along. Your point, Jack. They're coming through, and they're you know, they're having to be confident. And we were talking earlier about this, Jack. I'm trying to picture what that scene was like in terms of. You know, you're giving a great example of leadership of the of the divers. I'm thinking about those those 12 kids in the coach, and everybody was saying from the outside that hey, the coach should be their last. What you wound up doing? He was he was the last one to come out with one of the kids. But trying to picture being that first kid, right? And trying to picture right. myself as a 12 year old kid, whoever it was, and and hey, do you want to be the first one to go? <laughs> and is that, and a, is that a lineup for I want to be, or everyone's <laughs> stepping back? <laughs> right. which, which is it? You right. Know? You, know, you, 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 you're drawing straws. You're playing rock paper scissors, trying to figure out who you know who, who goes first. Again, was it a positive thing or a scary thing? And you know, so there was a lot of stuff that kind of had to happen, but you know, they somehow decided what was kind of going on. I wonder if they knew that one diver who who died, you know, and how they got him out and what the story was there. I didn't hear anything about it. You know, how yeah, I'm sure they probably didn't mention that. They mentioned how, how dangerous. I mean, did, did the divers tell the kids about that? Somehow did they find out? That, that yeah. Again, I thought they were they were getting communication from the outside. They they were interested in the uh, <coughs> World Soccer League uh, standings and what was going on. So, I have no idea the quality or quantity of communication going on. So, so they had that that plan. I saw point is it was a very intricate plan that's put together over over a six day period. And you know they had no guarantee that it was going to work, you know. But they had to they had to sort of do something, you know. So getting a plan pulled together, a plan of itself is is a good start, but a plan with no action, Jack, is deadly. That's right. Absolutely deadly. Well, it's worthless, isn't it? <laughs> if you're not going to do anything, <laughs> you can play. We we have a few clients and a few wannabe clients and people who we know who are pretty good planners in the sense of laying out uh, worksheets and other modern-day paraphernalia here <laughs> that you can use to uh, plan your way out of anything and into anything. But they could make it a career, quite frankly, and some do. It's the execution of that plan. That's where the rubber meets the road, don't you think? And yeah, yeah let, me, let me jump to that. That's our third point then, right? So we've gone stay calm, have a plan. And number three is act. So you got to act. you got to do something about this, right? So the six-day thing was, is they're trying to figure out what's going on. And we know here living in Northeast Ohio, Jack, just how unpredictable weather can be. But here they are just starting the rainy season, and they have impending storms coming. And so they say, hey, you know, we gotta, if we're going to go, we got to go now, right? And so, you know, I know your plans are only, you know, two-thirds of the way there, Jack, but we got to go. Right? we got the key stuff that's here, so you're prioritizing. Okay, getting the ropes down, things. Okay, we got to go. And yeah, I know that one of your compatriots or compatriots here passed away, didn't make it, wasn't able to get to. Okay, let's go. Let's look beyond all that. We got to go now, or else we're going to lose all 13 of these people, most likely. So we got to do something. We mm -hmm. have to kind of go and act. And a lot of folks will get that, you know, paralysis from analysis type thing of putting a plan together and doing those kind of things. And you mentioned, Jack, we've had some clients that will do that. And 
Um, you might be guilty of that as an owner. You know, when you're getting into the situations, do you, do you do you go into your shell in terms of planning stuff out and and you're trying to get the exact right thing and a and a guarantee that what I'm about to do is gonna is gonna work. Yeah, you know, can you guarantee that never, this is gonna this is gonna work for me, right? It never works like that. The comfort level is high. That's why they go into planning modes and continuous planning rather than partial planning and lots of action. Got to execute that sucker and learn as you go. So part of that and story. You got to be calm. You got to be calm when you're doing it. Well, part of the story we shared earlier, Jack, that was successful with with, with our client who who remained calm even in spite of losing the significant chunk of business had a plan like we say here they also started to act you know had planning for for you know several days and some good thought behind it but there was a lot of action too that was happening whereas we have a lot of other clients who are again they're they're, they're very copious note takers <laughs> um they're very good at talking about stuff and yet you know picture losing money in your business you know it's hard for you and i jack to find something that should be more of a motivator than that but the idea of hey I'm, you know, I'm not making a profit. And I know we've discussed thousands of times just you know, off, off the air, and I probably dozens of times on the air here about the, you know, how easy it is to lose money in business. There's no challenge to lose money in business. The, the challenge can often be how do you make money. That's right. And if you're losing money, well, at some point the money's going to run out. Why, you know, that should be a tremendous motivator to have you do something. And we're amazed at how often that is not a motivator and people will, whether they're in denial or hope that something will <laughs> Probably more, change. Probably more of them are in a state, a state of confusion. <laughs> That's pretty much where they're at. They don't know if they're making money or not. And, and uh, worse, they, they can't look beyond today. They got to look, you really got to look out a little ways here, depending on the circumstances, and prepare accordingly. And many, many people don't know where they're at in this situation. Even though they try to plan, they don't know how to plan. So we see it all the time with the hundreds of clients we, we've had. Startups to well-established companies in a state of confusion. So most of the time we don't see owners that have issues with acting. Usually as we go from the stay calm, it's the plan part, to your point, Jack, that they, they may skip over that and jump right to the action part. So it's key to spend a little bit of time planning, kind of getting things kind of laid out. And... You know, in the case of the, uh, the story here with, with the wild boar rescue, it was six days to be able to get some stuff planned out, which might seem like an eternity, but it's not. You know, you, you may only have, you know, six minutes or six hours in your business, but you, you spend some time getting a, a plan at least kind of laid out with your key people, you know, to kind of figure out what, what, what you want to do, then go act. So most owners, that's you know, part of the beauty of small business, and I think why a lot of folks like it, like owning their own company, is they can, they can do something like that. They can have an idea this morning. And put it and put it into place, or or try it out this afternoon, kind of thing. But going back to disc a little bit, as I mentioned in our, our last couple of segments, those folks are more of those S's and especially C styles, those reserved task folks who are What's love disc? to analyze. What is disc? disc is a behavior assessment, natural behavior styles. And so those of you who are more C styles, you're more reserved, more task oriented. You like your lists. You hate being wrong. You know you're going to analyze things up and down. Again, come back to the whole guarantee word, Jack. They they, they want to guarantee that what they're going to try is going to work no matter what, which doesn't really exist in almost any situation. And they can, they can, they can freeze. They, they can lose time. And so often, like is the case here, as I understand it, I, I think it was the, 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 the local, it was a local politician or it was, say, hey, okay, here's the time. You guys got to go. And, and so somebody comes in, usually it's probably a D, comes, okay, enough planning. Let's, let's go. We, we, we got to act. 
But acting has to happen. And again, if you're the leader, even if you're a seesaw, you got to get your D on. So, okay, okay, we've done enough. That's, we, we know enough. We got to go because not doing something is going to cause more damage than doing something that maybe isn't exactly perfect, but at least we're, we're moving in the right direction, you know? Yeah, you know, we should have a program on the, uh, the perils and destruction of non decision making. Ooh. Somewhere down the line, but sounds like. But we should, if we if we do a show like that, Jack, we'll have to kind of darken the lights in here. We probably should wait till, you know, it's You're getting right. towards fall or winter, so we can maybe light some candles. Well, some maybe around Halloween. Some spooky music would be good for that, yeah, Sean. Well, don't you think? Okay, we 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 could probably do something Sean like that. Sean would be pretty good. Sean would be pretty good on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so we can do that a little uh, kind of dark and eerie show. So all right, so stay calm, plan and act because we had clients again. We had a client who was losing money. Wasn't acting. Another client who was getting the analysis paralysis, was spinning around. We, we, these are clients that we have to take a two by four up the head with them and say, "Hey, go do something. Go do this. Do do something," because we're sitting here, we're spinning in circles. We aren't doing it. We, we have to move, and there, there's tremendous power movement. Because I guarantee you, when it comes back to this rescue, Jack, that every time somebody's going up and down that tunnel, up and down that cave, they're learning something. Sure. They're discovering something, right? Sure, along absolutely. The way. And so, um, you know, when you look back at it, it's amazing that there's only one casualty so far out of this. You know, who knows what's going to happen with the kids and, and everybody else with their health, but so far they seem to all be doing well, but we'll see. But it's amazing with all the variables of things that could have gone wrong that there's only been one casualty so far. I so agree. That's a tremendous story. Tremendous I think, I think the action, again, the calmness, the planning, and the action where, again, we, we know this. We, we learn more <laughs> from doing stuff than we do from... Because, again, our plans are great. Once you start trying to execute the plan, <laughs> you're always constantly adjusting and modifying it. And so action is very, very important here, folks. You know, so stay calm, have a plan, and you got to act. And i got a couple more here we'll be able to get to here as we get to our, our final How segment, Jack. How can reach but us? How, how do people reach us? Oh, well, then we get part of the show. If you got ideas, too. Thanks, Jack. It's 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-9468. You can also tweet at us at MaximumVP. For Jack Mancini, you can get him at, at JackMMVP. And for me, it's, it's at Adam Sonhalter. We also take emails, Jack. It's radio at MaximumVP.com. So, yeah, if anyone wants to weigh in on this, uh, we'd love to hear your two cents. Yeah, but if you have a crisis Maybe you've been even through, a nickel. A nickel, that's a lot. It is. All right. So, yeah, if you have a crisis you've been involved in or uh, things that have worked, and if you have stories about how you, you did well so far in terms of whether you stayed calm or had a good plan or you, 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 you acted instead of kind of staying still. Those are important things. We'd love to hear about it. So we'll come back. We have some more things to share in terms of how do you lead in a time of crisis. So stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. We're business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. All right. We've got more dirty secrets of small business coming your way. So stay tuned here on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 1015 FM, and online, WINTradio.com. All right, welcome back. We're back at it here for the final segment. And again, Jack, it's the fastest hour on radio and the podcast if you're here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm your co-host, Adam Sonhalter. Hello, and I'm the other co-host, Jack Mancini. Two co-hosts. Are you esteemed, too? Or esteemed? Or you esteemed? Esteemed. 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 Esteemed, yes. I'm the other esteemed co-host. You're the first obscene. No, no, not obscene. Esteemed. <laughs> <laughs> you're the obscene one, too. That's you didn't right. work those words in today yet. 
No. Big I'm words. Waiting. Big words. Big words. The animals uh, you're talking uh, about. Things. Things <laughs> off that. Things <laughs> off that target. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, All right. I haven't heard those. But well, that's we okay. The, we're talking leadership. We're at, yeah, we aren't done yet. We're talking about how do you lead? <laughs> how do you lead in a time of crisis? We're talking about and relating. What's happened here recently with the with the wild boars, the soccer team in Thailand that was uh, that was uh, rescued recently, and some leadership lessons from that, how they apply to business, and sharing several stories of clients of ours where those things have taken shape as well. So we've touched on a couple of them in terms of staying calm as a leader, having a plan, and making sure that you act. Those are three very key things. And I want to touch on another one here that I, I kind of read about, and I think is very very important and is often overlooked, and we're often focused on barking out orders as leaders in terms of what we want people to do. And I think just as important, in fact, maybe even be more important, Jack, is focusing on what not to do with people. Especially in time of crisis, people start to react and do kind of crazy stuff. And stuff that may be well-intentioned, but they're going to doing things that are, that, that are harmful to them, you know? And so, like, when it comes to the, to the case of the wild boars here, Jack, the, the Coach K talked to them. Or I'm sorry, Coach Eck, not Coach K. Coach K is a different coach. Coach Eck. Coach Eck talked about things like, uh, again, the, the kids had a little bit of water and snacks when they came in that ran out you know, pretty quickly, and so they wanted something to drink. And he said, hey, don't drink that muddy water. The water's kind of flowing through the caves there because there's all kinds of problems there. He said, hey, you'll see that there's water seeping through the walls of the caves. You can look through the cave walls and get, get water that way. It's going to be safer for you than the stuff you're going to be able to drink. Kind of interesting, probably just uh, an internal filtering process. Yeah. Right. Uh, the idea of kind of limiting, <coughs> uh, limit how much you move around to conserve your energy. Again, come back to the whole idea of these 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16-year-old kids that are just full of energy. All right, hormones are kicking in and, and, and it's like nonstop. And say, hey, calm down, let's conserve the energy, let's make sure we're here for the long term that we can kind no of do stuff. No phone, no music, no games, very little light, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Also, hey, don't don't all use your flashlights at once, and we're goofing around, we're shooting at each other, and we're going around the floor, and we're following the thing around the cave, and no, hey, if we're using a flashlight, only use one at a time, that way we don't burn people's batteries down, right? So, you know, these are simple things of not to do mm -hmm. that were probably very key to help and ensure the safety and health and survival of these young, these young boys and girls. Sure, fortunate right? and and calm and cool. That's the the big message tonight. Calm and cool, delivering those kinds of, of suggestions and edicts, uh, whatever, however, but done in a calm manner, an authoritative manner, but not a a, a brusque. Is that the word? Brusky. <laughs> Rusky, I know what you mean. Rusky can way, it's okay. You know, do it in a in a convincing, calm, boy, it makes sense way, and you're going to get people to move and do things better if you take that approach as a leader. So, not to do is an important list to have. Okay, let me hit, 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 hit another one here. Be open to help. Okay, being open to help, and that's that's hard for many of us, especially hard we know for owners of companies, Jack, because people usually feel like the owner has all the answers. And the owner often will fake his or her way through it, pretend like they have all the answers. Well, the owner gets tired of hearing people who, whose ideas seem to be not necessarily in the best interest of lining his pockets. So they get a little skeptical. But anyway, go on. You know, also, the idea of trying to be open to help is a key, a key thing to recognize and admit, hey, I don't have all the answers here. And especially when we're in a time of crisis because... We have usually a time of crisis will will imply we have a limited time here to to, to to get things righted, and so the better input, the better minds, the better ideas I can get, not having to put all the pressure 
on me to have the answers. Picture, picture if I was that one diver who had to figure this whole thing out versus, hey, I've got 100 people who, who are here. And they talked about um, you know, the idea that there are 18 of these 100 divers that were the key folks who were kind of going in and escorting, the, you know, escorting these kids out. Well, the other 80-plus divers were doing other stuff too, right? They were helping out. They were part of the folks probably laying the lines down or bringing other oxygen tanks are up or bringing supplies. People are kind of doing stuff, but they're, 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 hey, if, if I'm too proud to take help, say, I can figure this all out, you know? Versus, hey, that's, come in, help me out. Let me figure out where this is going to go. Poke some holes in my ideas. Poke some holes in my plans to, to see if this is going to work or not going to work. But, you know, help me. It'd be be open to that. It would be interesting to see in the, in the later accounting of all this how well the chain of command was put in place and operated. There had to be a lot of confusion with all these people coming from all over the world. Had to be one big general domo there that uh, said, okay, I'm in charge here, guys, and here's my team, and blah, 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 go like that. Because you get a lot of high-powered guys with uh, credentials and egos and willingness to help and a lot of energy, and they got to be told to stand and wait. Boy, that's, you know, that's that tough. has its own consequences. Sure there. does. Yeah. So be open to helping us in a crisis situation, especially to find some of the best ideas. And let me give this last one here in terms of leadership, Jack, which is stay positive. Uh, you know, that's a key to accomplishing a goal. There's, there's fewer things that can suck the life and oxygen and energy out of a room than all those negative Nelly folks are out there or Debbie Downers that are out there. So staying positive. And you, know, you may have to fake it at that point because you don't know all the answers. People are asking questions or poking holes. I don't have the answers to it. But okay, we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure this out. We're, you know, we're, we're going to have a we're going to have a successful conclusion to wherever we are. I don't care how dark it is now, or whatever it might be. We're going to we're going to get these things kind of figured out, and that's key to be able to stay positive. Because we we've had clients have been through some pretty tough times, Jack. You know, or hey, they're 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 in debts about here. Their cash flows are going down. They got losing customers. Like, again, these are all situations where you, know, you as the owner can just throw your hands up and say, hey, uh, screw it, I quit. I'm out of here. That's right. I'm done. Right. And okay, well. If you as a leader are going to be doing that, well, <laughs> why am I sticking around here? How, how, you know, why am I going to help you? Why am I going to fight, fight the good fight here to try to make things happen versus, hey, in, in spite of all the odds and all that seems to be going against us, if you're staying positive, it's amazing how the energy can stay in, how people can keep pushing forward, how people can, can be having a lot of fun and trying to figure stuff out. And you get some very, very good ideas from that, you know. And so... Um, so those are some, some, some leadership points. I think one last point before, I know we only got a few minutes to go on the show, Jack, here, but I, I, I hate leaving a, a show like this without talking about good people, you know, what good people can do. And sure. so, good you people know, make life so much easier on all fronts. You know, when we first heard about this whole situation with, with, with this uh, soccer team, you know, it seemed like a true mission impossible. And yet here we are, you know, uh, a week or ten days after they, they were found, here they are. You know, they're they're safe, out of harm's way. You know, a team, good people from around the world, that came together to this little cave in Thailand to do what seemed to be almost the impossible. It shows you what can be accomplished, doesn't it? Yes. You know how big how big the accomplishments can be, how complex they can be. You know, it makes no difference if you have good people committed and patient and keeping the, their, their own self-interest somewhat out of the way, except for survival and safety, uh, you can accomplish almost anything. So let me take us back to the beginning of the show here, Jack. We were kind of painting the, painting the picture of what it would be like to be stuck in that cave. And so if you have that visual in mind again, darkness, 
maybe a little bit of panic setting and not quite sure how you're going to get out, not quite sure where you are getting your bearings. And, and you're trying to picture who do you want on the outside of that cave, Jack, who's going to be figuring out how to come get you, right? I'm, I continue to you know, get amazed at this story. So it's a great story. So who? So take that in mind, and 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 if I gave you Jack as the owner of your company, if you only could choose from the people at your company, who would you choose from your company? To say, hey, I want that guy, that gal. I want them to be the ones leading the charge to help get us out of here safe. And as you're thinking about that, let me tell you, <laughs> many many folks be drawn blanks yep. we know that in terms of the owners of small companies jack they'd be looking like hey oh, yeah. i don't want any of these folks coming to kind of hey, I, I don't trust them and it may not be that they couldn't do it part of it is i'm gonna challenge you as the owner here okay maybe part of the problem is you as the owner as a leader of the company you aren't giving them the chance to show you what they can really do and really testing your people and so you know, there's all kinds of different ways to try to find ways to get let people kind of come out where it's not necessarily a life or death situation. Maybe find some situations like that. You know what? You know what? What are really popular these days, Jack? Are these escape rooms? You've heard mm, of those before, I've right? heard of them. Yeah. People use them as kind of a team building exercise to kind of go in where you got to figure out you have an hour to kind of get out of a room. You know, was any good? I know you've been. I've been. One one it was fun. You know, yeah. and, and 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 you know, I did it with a group I didn't really know at all, but you know, with the group you know, I can see it being a lot of fun. You see what happens and the idea of trying to get out and, what, and who kind of steps forward and. There's some of the stresses that get, that get created. Now, again, it's not a life and death situation like being stuck in a cave, okay? But it can be very, very good at seeing it. But uh, you know, one of the, the things we, we challenge all of our clients who are, who are owners of companies is, to, is to, to really challenge their teams because we know you can't succeed, whether it be trying to rescue a, a bunch of folks out of a cave or to take your company to where you want it to go. You can't do it alone. And you got to have good people around you to do it. Well, you, you, it, it certainly makes the job easier and success more eminent. So, unfortunately, that's all we got for you tonight because we're up against it in terms of the end of our show here. Uh, but hopefully you can, you can take a lot of these lessons we talked about from a leadership standpoint. And, and I would encourage you to investigate. This has been a fascinating story, this rescue of, this, uh, of these wild boars. The, 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 the Thai soccer team has been just a fantastic story. I'm sure there'll be more coming out, and as you said, Jack, at the opening here, I'm sure we'll have a movie here in the next six months to a year, and it'll probably won't be a dry eye in the house in terms of what's kind of going on. So it's a great story, and there's, there's ways you can learn all kinds of lessons about life and your business by, by, by just looking around you. So, hey, thanks for being part of the show again tonight and listening to the Dirty Secrets of Small Business. You can catch us every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. If you have questions before, shoot us an email at radio at MaximumVP.com or give us a call, 877-849-0670. Head to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review if you will. That'd be great. Hey, learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, WINTradio.com. Hey,